Today is the first Sunday of the month, and that is the time when we traditionally have our communion as we gather. I often have someone in the church family to bring a communion exhortation when we have our monthly communion. And I've done that again today. I've asked Cody Murray to bring the exhortation, but I've also asked him to lead us in the communion. And I want to um, encourage those of you who maybe didn't prepare for this, maybe you didn't know this was going to happen, to go ahead and get your communion elements that you would have right there in your home, just any piece of bread or biscuit or cracker, um, any juice or liquid, even water would be fine. Just get your little cup, little cracker. I, I have mine here in front of me, just um, just a little, little bit of juice or um, whatever and some cracker. And I'm gonna ask us to have Cody right now to lead us in our communion time. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. Uh, I have a couple of um, visuals this morning. Um, sweet worship time. Um, thank you for asking me. When I thought of communion, uh, two, two phrases, um, sentence fragments really um, came to mind. The first was in remembrance. Um, when we when we hear the words in remembrance, they're usually related to the dearly departed. Um, typically, we're remembering someone who's gone on before us. And um, when I thought of that, two different, two different people came to mind. Um, one of them may surprise you. Uh, one of them was my mom. When I was a little boy, less than 10, I was out playing. I remember it was uh, just an ordinary day. I'm sure it must have been during the summer. I don't remember if it was at Easter. I, I, was, I remember I was at home. And uh, my mom called me in from playing. And she sat me down at our little kitchen table. And she um, explained communion to me. She explained what it meant and um, why it was important. Um, I remember she she told me about the bread and it represented Christ's body and the grape juice represented his blood that was shed for our sins. Um, I remember um, her telling me that um, it, we should have unleavened bread and wine, but we were going to use what we had. So I appreciate you saying that this morning, Gary. Um, what we had were some very familiar items, uh, Mrs. Baird's white bread and some grape juice. And I remember her having it there on the table. Um, I, I, um, I remember her asking her, what is unleavened bread? And I remember her saying that it was bread without rising in it. That was the term she used, kind of an old fashioned term. And I, I said, um, <laughs> What is rising? And she said, well, it's, it's yeast that makes the bread rise, but that's not the point. And I remember her telling me um, that we should not receive communion unworthily. 
and that we should first pray and ask God to forgive us for our sins. I remember seeing her bow her head and pray. And I remember as a little boy searching my heart to try to remember what sins I had committed so I could ask God to forgive me. I knew I'd struggle through that, but there was a poor purpose in me telling you that story. Um, I'm sure after that, I went on and played, did whatever I was doing, but I've never forgotten it. In fact, um, I think about it almost every time I receive communion. I remember that. It was... Uh, a different experience. It was uh, probably not the first time I'd ever uh, received communion. We had been in church. Um, I'm sure I had been a part of that before, but it was the first one I remember. It was a, it was a day. It was a time like no other before, and it, it never happened again that I recall. Um, I remember her being very purposeful about it, and I remember that it had meaning and um, significance. And that brings me to another person that I remember, um, of course, is Jesus. Um, and I, I, as we read in the Bible, we, we know that he was sitting with his disciples, uh, off, obviously like he had many times before, and they were having a Passover meal like they had probably done before. Um, they were taking foods that were likely very familiar to them. But this time, he stopped the ritual. He stopped the conversation, and he said something different, something he'd never said before. He explained to them what communion is, and he said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. I'm always struck by what seems like humility in that sentence. As often as you do it, remember me. Um, it was significant. It was different. It was um, unforgettable. So the first phrase that came to mind was in remembrance of me. The second phrase that comes to mind when I think of communion is uh, comes from Acts 2.46. And it says there, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So in context, this was after Jesus was crucified and had risen. Um, and, and the concept of communion and them breaking bread isn't directly related in Scripture, at least not that I know of or could find. But yet we see these disciples again breaking bread. And I can imagine they often remember Jesus 
when they did it. There were probably times when they had flashbacks, when they imagined him there, when they wished he was there. And yet, they did it with gladness and simplicity of heart. So I, I, I paused there for a minute, and I, I thought, well, why were they glad? And what allowed them to be content which, with such simplicity? And I think it was because of his presence and his words. In John 14, 25 through 27, it says, we have Jesus, we have red letters, and he says, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. I'm reading from the message. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned and bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. So not only did Jesus make communion significant, and ask them to remember him, he promised to send the Holy Spirit to remind them of all the things he told them. So today, we have all the things they had at the first communion. We have bread. Mine's cut into little cubes. Uh, we have fruit of the vine in whatever form that you choose. And we have his presence and his word. Not just a memory, but we have him. So let us take these elements, these these simple things, and let us take them in remembrance of him with gladness and simplicity of heart. So Gary, you asked me to lead us. So prepare to receive the communion elements now. Jesus, we remember you. We remember your love for us. We remember your sacrifice and your promise that you kept and you sent us your Holy Spirit to comfort us and to remind us. Thank you for these gifts, Lord, and for leaving us well and whole. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So let us take the cup. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for healing, for forgiveness, for allowing us to be present with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Gary. That was excellent. Cody, I've, I've never before read <clears throat> that portion the way that you read it today. Um, I'm leaving you well and whole. Listen, I, I want to just go right to something right now. Some of you have been bit by the snake of some type of disease or affliction. I, I, had, a, I had a note just this morning from someone that is dealing with some problems in their physical body and the doctors can't figure out what it is. COVID-19 is not the only thing out there that is bringing problems to people physically. And I want us to together to get hold of that scripture that you just read to us, Cody. I am leaving you well and whole. And Father, in Jesus' name, I speak that toward every person that is joining us right now. And I speak wellness and wholeness to their bodies, to their organs, to their heart, and their lungs, and their pancreas, and their liver, and every part of their body, their bowels and intestines and stomach areas in Jesus' name. I speak that wellness and wholeness that you left for us. What a great promise. For those who have been bitten by COVID-19, I speak wellness and wholeness to them that they would not, their body would not succumb to that disease, to that virus, in Jesus' name, that wholeness and wellness would come into us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you right now for the wellness and wholeness that I see in my wife, that I'm here with. I thank you, Lord, that she is she is functioning strong, normal, and has for many days, many days, most of this quarantine time. I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you raised her up, that she was snake bitten, 
as Cindy Stairs said, but she shook it off in the fire as Paul, as Paul did on the island of Malta. Thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.